everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of That Was a Hoot, a Rocco's Modern Life recap series. It sounds so mm, crisp that <laughs> You like way. that? I like it. You like that? You know what? Yeah. Speaking of crisp, yeah. the chills in the air, you know what I mean? It's, Outside, it's getting cold. It's beginning to feel that like winter. I know, and there's some snowfall and everything. Yeah. You know what's on my mind right now? What is it? I want, I want you to guess. Mortimer. Here we go. No. So we've got. We got the we've got the snowfall, uh huh. You know, the air crisp in the air. Uh huh. You just you start a little fire, whether it be outside, inside, doesn't matter. You're making it sound you know? way nicer than it is. We go inside the so house. Cold. You know, you get some hot cocoa yeah. with some marshmallows. Have your family nice and close. Uh-huh. You know what I'm thinking about right now? Season four of Rocco's Modern Life. Exactly. No place better to start <laughs> off than episode one segment. I, that's one. exactly where I would start. Frank's this. <laughs> This uh, air date is July 8th, not wintertime, of 1996. Uh, the recap for this episode, we're, we're going to give you a little bit of a recap, a beginning of uh, just a, here's, here's everything that kind of happens. April Fool's Day arrives in O-Town, and Filbert becomes the butt of Rocco and Heifer's pranks. But things change when a relative of Rocco's expected, is expected to visit. Thanks, Wikipedia. At the O-Town Mall, Filbert is working at a restaurant at the food court where when the wild roar orders a dessert fried stuff stick, fried stuff stick. Yeah, it's a fried stuff stick. Okay, we just don't style. know what's in it though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we could guess. Stuff sticks appears to be a fried dough on a stick, whether it's a dessert, chicken, or fish sauce on top of it. Rocco and Heifer come to see Filbert and order chicken stuff sticks. The, the same stuff, and it, it looks like it almost looks like there's like arteries and stuff in it. Like it's just. It looks like just parts. I like my stuff stick veiny. Yeah, I think I would prefer my stuff stick to not be desserts. Like, because I don't know if I'd want fried, like, artery. Uh, well, I mean, would it still be the same, like, innards? It's as- the exact same everything that he just, Filbert just squirts different dessert stuff on it. on it. It's just, okay. a, it's just, there's three, like, squirt things, and it's yeah. just dessert, fish, or chicken. Mm. <laughs> That's it. That's the only difference. I wonder what dessert is that makes your arteries and stuff like that sweet. I don't know. I mean, you could do go chocolate. You could go fruity. Go a little bit of both, like a strawberry chocolate mm. on there. You know, I like that. while talking to Filbert, Heifer asks uh, if Filbert has stuff on his shirt. When Filbert looks down, Heifer flicks his nose and shouts, April Fools. And they laugh at Filbert. Filbert yells, you're not so funny. And is upset that they got him again. <laughs> We see that other shops in the food court besides uh, what I believe is the Stuff Shack is what it's called. We also have the Big Berg, the Frijoles on a Bagel. We have a restaurant called Brano. And then we have Top Taco. Uh, two things here. I'm going to start saying you're not so funny to people. <laughs> you're not so funny. Do stuff to <laughs> it's like it's the worst comeback ever. And also 100% would try Frijoles on a Bagel. <laughs> So while they're eating at the fried chicken stuff stick, uh, Heifer says to he sees Melba toast, and uh, we find out that Rocco is still in love with her. Heifer starts to flag her down when Rocco is hiding from her, and then Heifer says, April fools, and we find out that Melba is not there at all. So then while Heifer is eating his stuff stick, he finds a rat in his food and freaks out. Then Rocco says it's fake and yells, April Fool! They're just, they're jokesters. They're fooling. Man, he's been holding on to that crush for Melba since season one. Like, yeah. that's early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heifer drives Rocco to work, and they, uh, when they get there, Mr. Smitty hands Rocco a letter that came in for him over a month ago. 
It's Rocco. It's from Rocco's grandmother, and she will be arriving for a visit this afternoon. How convenient. Mr. Smitty won't let him leave, though, uh, to pick her up. And so he Heifer offers, but Rocco says he can call someone else since Heifer's in such a silly mood. What is uh, what is it called whenever a plot point drops that's like just way too convenient? Doesn't it have a name? Probably. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? I understand. Out of my mouth yeah, with words? I understand what you're asking. Uh, okay. A convenient plot point. Yeah. Like, I, I get that. It's like, mm, that's just a bit. I thought it had a name, though. Could be. Oh, well. Rocco calls Filbert, Mr. Big Head, the Chameleon Brothers, and the Elf, but they all think it's an April Fool's joke, so he has no choice but to have Heifer do it. At the airport, Heifer meets Granny Rocco, who is mean, demanding, and she thinks Heifer is Rocco, but that Rocco got so fat. <laughs> Uh, she nags Heifer all the way home ca- and causes them to get in multiple accidents on the way. <laughs> <laughs> By the time Heifer makes it home with Granny Rocco, he is worn down and uh, starts to notice the similarities between Rocco and Granny Rocco and thinks that Rocco might just be playing an April Fool's joke on him. Heifer then starts to lay a trap throughout the house with a crazy web of rope tied to a rocket at the end of it. Uh, he lights it and asks Granny Rocco to come into the living room where the trap is set when Rocco walks in. Rocco starts talking to Granny uh, Rocco, and Heifer realizes that he's made a grave mistake. <laughs> so Heifer moves her out of the way and steps in the way of the trap. He then gets flung all through the house and out of the window with the rocket into space, through the sun, back to China. Uh, and then through the earth, back into Rocco's yard. <laughs> Rocco runs to Heifer's rescue when we notice Granny Rocco laughing, and then Granny rips her face off to reveal that it was Filbert the whole time, and he's been playing an April Fool's joke on them. Filbert is so happy when he finally got that he finally got Rocco and Heifer, and then he at the end he says, Heifer says, I knew it was him the whole time. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> Uh, have you ever played a memorable April Fool's Day joke on anyone or had one played on you? Um, no, not really one that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I don't, I don't remember if this story, I don't think that it happened for April Is Fool's. Is it a water break story? How did you know? <laughs> uh, I don't think that it happened for April Fool's, but it was a pretty memorable joke that was played on me. Mm-hmm. So... And I only say that I don't think it happened. Let's say that it happened on April Fool's Day. Let's do. But I know that I don't think it was. Um, I had an employee of mine Mm -hmm. that was. On April Fool's Day. That was pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, And they. For real pregnant or April Fool's pregnant? No, for real pregnant. For real, Mm -hmm. for real. And then uh, I walked in and they were like, Shad, you got to go. uh, (laughs) Come here. And. the way you shook your head, you're like Doc Brown. Shut! You Mom. gotta come here. <laughs> and uh, and I walked in. They're like cubicles, and so I walked to the cubicle. And the pregnant woman who was standing there mm-hmm. uh, had they had there was water on the ground. I was like, her water broke. We need to call. You know, you, there's an issue. You know, or whatever. And so I ran to a phone to call nine one one. Issue? Like, well, like the baby's coming. Help. help yeah. You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> And I don't know what to do. So I just call nine. I get ready to call 911. And they're like, no, stop. It was a joke. They just poured water on the ground. And uh, it it did. It gave me a little bit of a, a scare. Yeah. You know, did I you did, laugh about it later that oh, day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. I'm a quick laugher. Like I recover from a joke pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 
maybe we talk about the next episode. Let's do it. Which, uh, speaking of babies, Mm. (laughs) this episode is called From Here to Maternity. And the uh, premise behind this one is that Filbert and Hutch are expecting babies. Rocco is rushing Filbert and Heffer to the hospital because of Dr. Hutchinson's having a baby. Uh, They're racing the Stork's van, but uh, despite their efforts for trashing his van and everything, the Stork pulls off Filbert's glasses and beats him into the hospital. I like that the the Wikipedia entry shortens Dr. Hutchinson to just Hutch. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I think we're we can allow ourselves to now refer to you and me her as Hutch as well if if you want to shorten up anything. What about the audience? If they home? want to as well, absolutely. But uh, but Doctor Hutchinson is what is in the notes, mm-hmm. and uh, you think that they know her more closely than uh, like just as closely as us? As yeah, I don't know. Have they been watching along as much as we have? I hope so. Have they, if they've been if they've been playing along at home, yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. When they make it in, Hutch tells Filbert that the stork. (laughs) These notes are changing. (laughs) Hutch tells Filbert that the stork brought her his glasses along with the egg. So the stork not only stole Filbert's glasses to throw him off, he just decided to return them as well because that's the kind of guy that the stork is. Um, Then Hutch uh, gets Paige to report to surgery and hands the egg to Filbert to take care of while she goes to work. Okay. So she had an egg? She had an egg. The you, cat had an egg. He is a turtle who do have eggs. Who do have eggs. But he's a boy turtle who do not have eggs. <laughs> Correct. And she is a cat. Who do not have eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but she had his egg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Neat. Rocco and Heifer throw Filbert a baby shower. Rocco uh, gives him baby shoes in the same print as Rocco's, Rocco's shirt. And uh, Heifer gives him a rake. <laughs> Then Filbert goes uh, to nurture the egg, but he keeps falling off of it. Uh, he says that he can't do it, and he needs uh, a big, warm, soft behind. Uh, he sees Heifer behind and has him sit on it instead. They all go to the store to pick out a crib. Heifer's still sitting on the egg on a flatbed cart, and Filbert is uh, being kind of toxically masculine about his boy uh, that he will or won't have. Then we see. Uh, then we. Then they get distracted by baby clothes while Rocco gets stuck with Mrs. Hippo. Only always, Heifer and Filbert start to get in, uh, get get into it about Filbert not being nurturing. Uh, when Rocco tries to break the tension by pointing out Bobo, the friendly bison, which is a Barney knockoff of mm-hmm. sorts. Uh, we see Bobo swipe Rocco's wallet, and then we go into a sequence of Filbert and Heifer going back and forth, treating the egg to, at the time, traditionally boy versus girl things uh, with a back and forth between blues and pinks. Yes. Uh, Rocco breaks up the fight and has them all go to Lama's class, or Lamaze, as they say in the show. <laughs> the uh, Lamaze class is put on by a rabbit who has them close their eyes. Uh, while everyone's eyes are closed, more rabbits come out and they all start taking the eggs because outside of the non-traditional family of Heifer, Filbert, and Rocco, everyone else are birds that are uh, in LeMay's class. Uh, they, so they take all the eggs and Rocco peeks and sees that they're stealing them. Uh, he pulls his ear out to pretend to be a rabbit, uh, like extends them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get into the back room. He sees that they are all Easter bunnies and that they're dying the eggs. Easter bunnies! 
Uh, Rocco steals back Filbert's egg and announces that the Easter bunnies have stolen their eggs. All the birds at LeMay's class run back to get their eggs, and the police show up and bust the operation. The uh, They mistake Rocco for a bunny with the egg in hand, and they throw Rocco, Heifer, and Filbert in jail. Heifer and Filbert start to get into it again in the cell when the egg hatches. There are four babies that hatch out, two that look like Filbert, one that looks like Hutch, and one that looks like Heifer but with glasses on. Uh, also, kind of weird to me that that many come out of an egg. <laughs> one single egg gets four babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dr. Hutchinson, uh, or Hutch, I forget, sorry, <laughs> uh, comes to bail them out. Filbert faints, or at least says he has. And uh, the one that looks like Heifer won't leave Rocco alone. He says, no, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I like that even when they go to black screen, like Rocco's walking across and the baby Heifer's still like following him. <laughs> uh, all right. Would you prefer it if humans could lay eggs like birds or turtles instead of birth, instead of the birth process like we currently have? Humans lay eggs instead of, uh, instead of regular babies. What do you think? Uh, yes. Go for it. 100%. Because then, like, everybody could raise it, right? Like, you could, like, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not just it's, a, it's not like you're, you're, it's everybody takes uh, their share of the load. Yeah, absolutely. Like Samwise Gamgee at the end of the Lord of the Rings. That's right. Yes. Exactly. Share the load. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Good totally. Answer. I agree. Uh, let's move on to episode two. Segment one? Um, no, let's start with two. <laughs> <laughs> Work our way backwards. <laughs> This episode's called Ed Good, Rocco Bad. It aired on July 9th, 1996. Uh, and At least we don't have like months. Three gaps. months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they started out strong on season four. Uh, the synopsis for this one is Rocco runs for city dog catcher after being mistaken for a dog and spending time in the pound. But Mr. Bighead runs against him and hires the Chameleon Brothers to make Rocco out to be a menace to society. We open with Spunky watching the trailer for stray dogs living outside of the leash laws. Uh, then he sees some wild dogs and goes out to join them. They're digging up Mr. Big Head's salmon bushes and Ed calls the dog catcher. The strays take off Spunky's collar and run away, but Spunky's caught by the dog catcher. Rocco goes to look for Spunky and finds his collar. He puts together that since Spunky is missing, he probably has been taken to the dog pound because that's, I guess that's... I don't know. I've never been a dog owner, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming maybe that's a, a a normal kind of thought process. At least I think then. you call and check the dog pound, you right. know, like your your dog catcher, whatever. Right. First, yeah. And then if they have no idea, then you start putting up like the missing posters. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, he goes to get Spunky out when the dog catcher accuses Rocco of also being a dog. When Rocco explains that he's a wallaby, the dog catcher says, "You just made that up," and impounds him as well. Uh, Rocco is reunited with Spunky in the pound where the conditions are not favorable. Uh, they make them watch Merv the happy cat, which uh, none of the dogs seem to like. Uh, Rocco tells the dogs he will write a letter to the city hall about these conditions, and one of the dogs is impressed that he can work a pencil. Uh, Rocco is sure that Heifer will realize that he's gone and come looking for him. <laughs> One of the dogs in the dog pound remind me of Spike from Rugrats. I don't know if you kind of if you caught that at all. There's one like real skinny brown dog that just reminds mm-hmm. me of of him. And I was like, I wonder if because Rugrats would have been going on already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder if that was a kind of a nod to it, like, hey, we're in the same world, uh, though not at all in the same world because we have anthropomorphic animals mm-hmm. in in. Yeah, Rocco. we haven't seen any in. <laughs> 
uh, in Rugrats yet. So. Uh, Heifer doesn't come looking for Rocco, though. Instead, he goes to Rocco's house and decides to watch TV for a while to wait for Rocco to come home. Rocco finds a vent shaft in the cell that leads straight to Rocco's living room where he finds Heifer. He talks about writing a letter about the dog catcher when Heifer tells him the dog catcher just retired today. So they're holding an election for a new dog catcher and Rocco decides to run for the position. Mr. Bighead feels like Rocco would create canine chaos uh, if he is in charge. So he decides to run against Rocco. Bev tells him he cannot win. He has no charisma and almost everyone hates him. <laughs> she so just, just does it to him straight right out on right out on front street. Yeah. Just letting you know who he is. Ed goes to the Chameleon Brothers marketing company to help uh, oh, with his sure. image problem. They say it's as easy as one, two pie. Uh, to uh, and they want to run some tests. They tell Ed all he needs is to uh, to win is all he needs to win is some shoulders. So mm-hmm. they uh, they make him a commercial and a slogan: Ed good, Rocco bad. Ed is campaigning with a, a cut out of shoulders uh, on, and is winning the people over with his new slogan. Uh, Heifer and Filbert are trying to help with pins and flyers. Uh, but the uh, polls show that Ed is already ahead by a, a landslide. The final results come in, and Ed has 256,074 votes, and Rocco only had two. We find out that Heifer didn't vote for Rocco. We also find out that the Humane Doggy Treatment Bill was passed, and that means that the state is building a canine kingdom, a place for canine counseling, obedience training, and a first-class amusement park. And now the dog catcher position is just a glorified pooper scooper, nice. which is what Ed won. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have? He has to wear a dog costume too. Yeah, he's, he's wearing some it. sort of costume. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, is there an elected official position that you would ever be interested in taking at any level? Are we talking all the way up to president, all the way down to dog catcher? I don't think dog catcher is an elected is it the position. Bottom? It's dog catcher bottom. I uh-huh. don't think. <laughs> I don't think it is an elected position either. Is it? I don't think so. I've never voted for a dog catcher i think Man. it's just a position that you can apply for is there like assistant mayor like a vice mayor <laughs> to a town is that a thing i'm sure there's a position that is like a vice like mayor. a mayor coo <laughs> <laughs> like just the guy that works on operations for <laughs> yeah mayor, like, like i don't have to be in the spotlight necessarily yeah. or do any of the big important you stuff kind of i'm advising and i'm behind the scenes yeah I want to be that guy. You be that guy? Yeah. I, uh, if not, I guess I'll just be mayor. <laughs> I guess. It's just mayor. I would want something weird. Like, I don't even care what it is as long as it's not a big deal. And like, like treasurer. Treasurer would be good. I like treasurer. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. You're in charge of the money for a place. Yeah, but like, you're just in charge of balancing the books. Like, mm-hmm. you're not like, but if, if somebody unbalance those books in a, a less favorable way people might think that you're stealing money. that's true yeah i could handle that i could handle that stealing money no <laughs> the the pressures of that i think oh okay but uh yeah i don't i'm agree i'm with you i don't necessarily want like the head position i'm gonna be a mayor i'm gonna make you my treasurer okay and number one thing we're stealing all the money <laughs> fair enough <laughs> this is uh episode two segment two called teed off oh i'm so teed off uh, in this loosely, uh, a loose kid-friendly homage to the 1980s comedy Caddyshack, 
Ed's boss, Mr. Dupet, the one who was once Rocco's boss on Canned, the episode Canned, is now CEO of, of Conglomo. He invites Ed to a game of golf. Ed is told uh, to let Mr. Dupet win, but golf course employee Heifer has other ideas. When did Heifer get employment at the golf course? I don't know. How? When did Mr. Dupet change hands over and become the head of Conglomo whenever <laughs> he was just on the owner just of the management comic or store. whatever? No, that's that's uh, a different guy. Mr. Dupet is always worked for Conglomo. You're thinking of, uh, I don't remember his name. Um, I don't remember either. Yeah, Dupet's always worked for Conglomo. Um, I think uh, maybe an S name is the guy that runs the comic shop. He's purple. Looks like he's got cigarette butts oh, put out on his head. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but uh, I, okay. Quick confession before we get into this. I've never seen Caddyshack. Mm hmm. Is this a homage? homage to the 1980s comedy classic Caddyshack? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they did their job well, uh, those fellows at Wikipedia. Fair enough. <laughs> Ed Bighead is called into the hot tub room at Conglomo, uh, a room that I did not know could exist at places. Well, we saw that we've seen the hot tub room before. Right. But I meant like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Do you think that exists somewhere no, else? Not at all. There might be a hot tub room somewhere. I think if anything, it's probably like a sauna room type thing, right? Yeah, like where, sauna like would... all the CEOs get together and sweat naked. Right. Yes. Because that's that's what you do, that's right? What, you know. Uh, he's offered a job putting on the caps on all the bottles and uh, a step up from his current job of checking all the caps that are put on the bottles. <laughs> uh, he is asked to play golf. If he plays golf, uh, he wants Ed to play golf with Mr. Dupet, and, but Mr. Dupet has to win. At the golf course, Heifer is being radioed by his boss, who looks like Filbert in a Darth Vader knockoff costume. Um, for lack of a better term, we'll call this person the head guy in the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, the head guy goes into the tree on the course where we will, we see that there's a full security system of the whole golf course and the staff of operators to run it. We see that Mr. Dupet has arrived to play golf. Uh, there are announcers, but they are familiar with the Dupet games and know that he is going to win. Uh, Mr. Dupet takes his first hit and then it's Ed's turn. Ed swings and the head guy initiates a piano shot out of the top of a command tower tree and it hits Ed's ball. This happens multiple times. <laughs> Heifer is being called again by the head guy when Heifer realizes that Mr. Big Head is playing golf. Heifer gets hit by one of the pianos and overhears that Ed's balls uh, are being hit by the piano. Uh, Heifer decides to help Ed since they are cheating. He doesn't like they're cheating. Yeah, which is just so weird because like Heifer's relationship with Mr. Big Head really isn't Something that's like he wouldn't stick up for Ed. Yeah, or like you know, what I mean, like they're not like super close knit or anything. Yeah. But then in this episode, all of a sudden, just because they're cheating, he's just like, I gotta help my friend Ed Bigot. <laughs> that's not fair. Uh, Ed hits his next ball, gets hit by a piano, but then Heifer throws a ball into the cup so that Ed gets a point. The Conglomo executives uh, calls the head guy to see why Ed is getting points. And the head guy chokes the exec, uh, the executor out uh, like Darth Vader. The next ball, Ed uh, just gets directly hit with a piano, and Heifer runs by and puts a ball in the hole. So Ed continues to get his uh, hit with pianos, and Heifer continues to throw balls in the hole for him. Ed eventually makes it makes takes so many hits that he can't stand or think straight. 
but Heifer still gets him the points. I don't know if we, we this is mentioned in the notes later on, but the announcers that are the golf announcers are losing their minds <laughs> while this yeah. is going on because they're just like they. This is the they've most never like, seen. They've never seen anybody be able to play against him, so they like turn into golf announcers that then get ex- excited as like baseball announcers. Yes. They're just like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, it comes down to the final hole. Ed is directed to hit the ball in the opposite <laughs> direction of the hole and into the water. They call the game, but Heifer gets it in, uh, gets into the water, comes out in a flying lawnmower. <laughs> they shoot all of the pianos at Heifer, uh, flying through the sky, but Heifer gets it in there, uh, gets it in there though. They see that Heifer is cheating and I'm not sure how that counts. Although we also know that, They've been kind of nonchalantly brushing off the fact that Dupet's, Dupet's been cheating yeah, kind of the entire time, true. even though Dupet doesn't know that he's cheating. Yes. Uh, Heifer is uh, hit in the air and crashes into the tree base. Mr. Dupet, Dupet congratulates Ed on the win and walks away. At the end, we see some aliens at the golf course looking at the thing Heifer has drawn in the grass with the mower at the beginning of the episode and says, who keeps writing this stuff? <laughs> the... Um, final question. Are crop circles real? Oh, you mean like, are they created by by a being not of this planet? Uh, I'm here to tell you officially for the first time that crop circles are very dangerous day. This has been an IFNZ production. Yeah.